Hey, everybody. Welcome to Better. I'm Julie Duffy. We're so lucky to have our good friend, therapist, Laura Kaler is here. Hi, Julie. Hi, Laura. Um, So ironically, we tried to make this podcast, I don't know, six weeks ago. Yes. You brought it up, um, but you guys were so busy helping kids Mm -hmm. that are in crisis, which has something to do with what we're going to talk about today, that we didn't have time to make the the cast. Um, and John got called away again, but we are not going to put it off. We're nope. doing it. We're doing it. We have a lot to say about it. Our kids are suffering more than ever with depression and anxiety and all kinds of mental struggles, mental health. But today we're going to talk specifically about the college selection process and the college attending process and the fact that 30% of students do not make it to sophomore year. That's a lot. So what is up with that? <laughs> it sounds like the Saturday Night Live line. Um, and if I oh, could yeah. sing, I What's would say with that? that. What's oh up God. with that? Um, it, is a, it is a phenomena. And I know that, um, you know, we've talked about it with John, with you, about how this time of the year you start to hear the struggles, the newness, the bright and shiny has worn off of the Pinterest college room. Right. And you know, the academics are starting, you know, everybody's going into finals if they haven't already finished them. And it is a lot, uh, there are a lot of people that are having a really tough time. And that probably starts October, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. I started hearing, I don't like where I am. I'm having a tough time. I want to transfer and I want to do it at the holidays. <laughs> and so it's kind of a, um, I think it requires a lot of thought, you know, like if you're in that place. But I, I do think that it warrants like a conversation about where, how we get where we are in the first place. Right. So, you know, I, I think we kind of have a little bit of a narrow definition of what success looks like and what the right path looks like. Exactly. And um, we start selling, even those of us, that know better, that mm-hmm. have passion for a different way of thinking, can fall asleep to that uh, that little train on that little track that has you, you know, designing your coursework so that you can get those APs in, mm-hmm. so that you can get those applications in and get to the very tip-top tier schools that you can. Right. Um, you know, and that's not really working out. No. And I think, I think the thing is, is like, again, not, it's, it's kind of like gifted programs. If you even want to think of it that way, not everybody's gifted. Do you know what I mean? Like that, and not everybody should take all AP classes either. It's, it's more about, you know, would call it, I hear kids say all the time, well, I really don't like biology, but I took AP biology because that makes me more, more marketable. And it's like, but you don't like it, so why are you why are you putting why are you putting your efforts in that direction when you don't have to? So I think it's a I think there needs to be a shift, and I think it goes back to the goodness of fit that we we've talked about before we started today. Is just you know how do you find what is the best school? And I'm you know right now is the time of the year also where everybody's starting to hear from those more select the selective schools. Right. On I know NYU came out yesterday for early decision and some other schools are coming out too. And so um in the next few weeks there's going to be a whole lot of very disappointed uh people 
and um, I think that it's a it's a tough time of the year to to be a kid, yeah. Whether you're in college or not, so I think that um, you know, goodness of fit is more about you know, does it have all the things that you would possibly want to study? Where Where are those two years of deciding what you want to be? Right. You know, and there's nothing wrong with taking that and going undecided to school. You know what I mean? Right. Well, right. And even back up, you know, more from there, I, and I don't, I don't want to just be, you know, problem focused, but Mm -mm. I feel like, um, again, with that narrow definition of the train to success land, right? you know, that kids who learn differently, kids who think maybe more creatively, mm-hmm. um, they're not, they're not, they don't feel valued or they don't feel like they have a path that's going to get the same kind of applause, you know, that's bright and shiny, which is, you know, tragic on so many levels, I think a lot of those kids feel maybe like failures or less than less than for mm-hmm. sure. They don't get to put their you know name up on the wall mm-hmm. uh, uh, for their test scores. But they have a lot to offer. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, so there's creative ways to live life successfully and mm-hmm. happily. There's also um, other ways that don't include college at all. Correct. And I don't think we're energetically uh, open to all and supporting those ideas exactly in any way shape or form so maybe one way to start to to cure (laughs) this ailment Mm -hmm. is for all of us to just be more open to the idea of of other paths i always think of it and this is i think you'll agree it's like there's not just one highway to the city there's many ways to get there. Yeah. And some of them are slower, some of them are faster, and but they all get you there. And sometimes and that is success and happiness, not just success. You know what I mean? That's it meaning the city, the place that you're right. going is it's 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 a lot of things. And so I think we do have to to look at the, you know, some kids taking longer and that it's not a failure if you're if you're doing it slowly or going to a community college, you know, that oftentimes, like I, I've even heard my oldest daughter say, wow, if I could go back, I'd probably go to COD for two years and then go, you know, not that she didn't have a good experience at her college, but she, she said, you know, I, I could have gone anywhere then. And that's true. You could transfer. Right. Well, and that, you know, I think is something we don't, um, we don't look at yet even though it makes so much sense, like our, our smart brains know, gosh, that makes a lot of sense. You can right. get a lot of core classes out of the way. It's a lot cheaper. You can kind of find your footing and then really go where you want to go. There's still our ego says that's no, not that's a, that's... the best choice. That's not the thing I can brag about. Right, right. And I want you know, that reminds me, we're going to we, we, we already realized we're going to kind of be all over the place. Yes. I don't even know if I said this, but, you know, we're moms of kids who have been through college and Laura has one in college. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a coach and Laura's a therapist and I'm the wife of a therapist. You guys are both, you know, busting at the seams, seeing kids in your office that are that are struggling and that are not um, that are not thriving. Right. They they go into it probably in not with in the best mental 
mm-hmm. shape, super stressed, yes. super anxious, not owning this story they've been told. They internalize it, but they don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, who knows even what they picture, you know? Right. Um, the other thing, I think this is what I was getting at. Here's what we do. You know, we sell them this story and then we do this, you know, where are you going next year? Right. Oh my God. Are you so excited? That's awesome. Yes. And, and so in that moment when they're dealing with the ending of something that might've been good or, or might've not mm-hmm. been good and they're dealing with maybe feelings, definitely mixed feelings, some happy, maybe some devastating, maybe they're terrified. Right. All they can do, the only option we're giving them is to grin and say, blah, 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 whatever the answer to that Mm -hmm. stupid, vapid question is. (laughs) Right. Um, And then, you know, to jump ahead, if they come back or if we hear that someone came back, which, okay, 30% of kids are. Yes. um, We have that. Oh, Ooh. oh, what Such happened? Such judgment, and right? and like and and like we're exempt, like with oh, our own yeah. kids. No. Like we'll hear of somebody no else's, is. and we're like, oh, could have seen that one coming or whatever. And it's like that's so not fair because a lot of kids may stay and get through school, but they are struggling because they they don't they don't have a way to gauge. I mean, like I I almost think sometimes college is this experiment because. We send kids off who the last year we've been telling them be home at midnight or whatever. <laughs> and then we send them off to college and there's no limit. Yeah, it's totally dysregulated. Yes. Yeah, dysregulating um, and, and super they, stressful. And then they have to decide who they want to be. Most kids have not truly, unless for some reason, learned how to study. If you know what I mean. They don't yeah. know how to schedule their workout. They don't. The thing that I always tell kids when I work with, and I told my own kids, you should, with the way your schedules are set up, you could have every evening free. And you could do your homework in between your classes. And if it means getting up at 8 o'clock and doing two hours of homework for the class that's at 11, that makes sense. It's relevant. It's fresh. Right. What is We get locked into this idea of doing all your homework at night before the next day. And I think we have to shift that and you have to grab those little moments during the day. And one of the things that I've done with kids that I work with is to, uh, you know, set up FaceTime and go over their calendars with them and say, like, how are you doing with this? What do you have coming up this week? Um, How are you studying for that? You know, I haven't done that as much this year because I've been so busy in the moment with kids. Right. Um, But I do a lot of work in that way, helping them prepare for it. And I know there are organizations out there that do that, that at a cost to, you know, to set that up. But I think that's one of the biggest things is, you know, they've, they're, a lot of kids are um, regulated in high school with externals. Yes. And it's not internally, their locus of control internally is not developed yet. Right. And sometimes it takes a couple of not so great, um, test scores where they're like, oh my gosh, I have to do something different. I need to go to office hours. I need to reach out. I need to go talk to the professor and clarify. So I think a lot of people don't take those advantage of those kinds of opportunities. Right, too. right. It, yeah. And, and um, I think that a lot of kids, you know, we don't talk about, again, you know, with the rah-rah way we approach that new chapter, mm-hmm. we don't talk to our kids about the fact that they might feel really 
crappy. Mm -hmm. They might get depressed. I am, you know, kind of Susie Sunshine. So I probably (laughs) wouldn't have wanted to talk to George a lot about that and probably didn't. Um, But we have a really close, open Mm -hmm. communication and always have. So he could tell us when he felt that way. Right. Um, But in general, we are not preparing our kids for that. Again, with that that rosy right. picture we paint. So when it's not rosy, they feel like there's something wrong with, with them. them. And they think they're the only, only ones. One. I've heard so many yes. stories. I know so many kids specifically. So they feel like crap and they spend all their energy trying not to let everybody else know. Mm-hmm. And they they think they're the only ones because right. they think... It's and it's, it's so on social crazy media. not true that everyone else has everyone else is having a blast. Everyone else is killing it. I remember Jillian, yes, your daughter, Laura's daughter Jillian, who's super awesome. She did a podcast and was talking about how, I mean, she's this beautiful, dazzling girl that you would think. You know, I'm sure. I think she even said like everyone probably thought I was out like having a ball, but I was home, you know, with my with her, with my mask, mask on or with yeah. my clay mask on, <laughs> crying. Yes. Uh, so everybody has those moments. They do. And, and I think social media, that's the other thing. Like you and I were talking about our own personal freshman years and yeah. whatever. And um, my freshman year was way less than stellar. And we didn't have the social media stuff coming back to like, oh, they're out doing this. How many people like that? You know, we don't, we didn't have that no, at all. And so I can only imagine the extra pressure. And I think that's the... You know, the other thing, I hear a lot of parents going, you need to get off your screens, but it's not that easy. These kids have grown up with screens. No, right. They No, it's And screens it's, it's are there. The They're here. It's part of the deal. It is. And we just have to figure out, like, again, sometimes it comes down to logical consequences. If you go out every night when, and I know we're skipping all over the place here, <laughs> or I am, but it's like, if you go out every single night when you're at school because you're learning to do the regulation... Me yelling at you from afar is not going to help you. So you have to figure out what those what those limits are for yourself. Sometimes it takes getting a 54 on your first whatever test to kind of go, oh, I don't like the way this feels. Yeah. Or going into a final with a C minus and saying, oh, I've got to get an A on this to, you know, bring it up. You know, for some kids with the grades, that's the other part. You add on anxiety and depression on top of this, it's it's at a it's so high and it's so palpable with a lot of the kids, you can just feel it. Yeah. And I think back to, we were talking about kids getting, you know, applying to the right schools and kind of figuring out for them, what is the right thing? Is a school better because it's more difficult to get into? Like some of the schools, like I'll hear people say, oh, anybody with a pulse could get into that school. But what if that is the right school for you and you're ignoring it? Well, okay. So on this, um, (laughs) <laughs> NPR podcast, they uh-huh. said, you know, the guy said, literally, you know, there's research that says that the school you go to, the college you go to, has no effect on uh, your level of success, how much money you can make, or how happy you can be. Exactly. There's there's no connection. Right. Um, there's so much, for sure, there's so much ego involved, I think, in that process. The other thing is I think that kids who are used to being at the tip top of their class, mm-hmm. you know, if they get into a reach situation, they're likely in the bottom of and their class. A huge and shift. that's a terrible 
that's not a thriving situation. No, no. And and I'm not saying don't apply there, and I'm not saying don't go there, but be aware that that's what you're going into, right. and have a conversation about it. You know, like with your kid, if if that's if that's really where they have their heart set on, you they need to know like that you're going to probably be you you could get in there, but you may be at the bottom of of the academics there. Likewise, you have kids that I guarantee you, if you know they may not get into a certain college, but if you airdrop them into that college they would probably be fine. So right now there's kids that mm-hmm. are, um, some of them have made their choice for college next year. Yes. Some of them are still pondering. Um, and waiting. And waiting. Uh, I, I just got a text from a dear friend. She's graduated. She's working. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she loves her job. Um, and I just asked her if she had anything to, to say to weigh in, and she just talked about the spreadsheet they made when they they picked colleges. There there was nothing on the spreadsheet about, will I be happy? Mm-hmm. Are people nice? You know, right. it was, she said that wasn't on there. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I would say you need to add a few columns in there. Yeah. Like, like, I know on ours, <laughs> what we had more than that, that was more like college town. Um, could you see yourself walking on the campus in the middle of winter and feel okay about it? Did you, could you see yourself walking into any of these buildings? Did you see people that were interesting to you? Did people seem happy? You know, different kinds of like different columns and you literally give it a grade like zero to a hundred and that can be an objective or a subjective piece. And then you go back and look at like really it helps you re-rank your your classes you've got to, or your college choices. You really have to look because you can have an idea of a school that you really want to go to. And let's say you don't get in. And I worked with a couple of people last year that that was the case. They should have gotten in to one person in particular should have gotten into the school yeah. of her choice and was denied on early decision, which was her best opportunity. Okay. And really hadn't applied anywhere else yet. Had an idea, but was just, that was where she was going. And, you know, having to go through, like, figuring out other schools to apply to, went chose something totally different, maybe not quite as competitive. I don't think I've heard from her this semester. Oh. She Except for her midway through to tell me how happy she is. Great And she story. couldn't see herself anywhere else. So sometimes the school that you think is the one for you, it could be the one for you, but it might not. And that's okay. Like you don't, you know, it's kind of like thinking that there is one school and one school only that will be your one. It's kind of like thinking that there's a Prince Charming and you and I both have (laughs) Prince Charmings, but you know, but there are a lot of things that you could be compatible with. Oh my God. Absolutely. I mean, to, to think that there's only one school Mm -hmm is crazy. Absolutely. And so, okay, so one practical tip that mm-hmm. I love so far is to add some things to your spreadsheet, spreadsheet. of yes. you know, for these choices, right? Add Absolutely. add the happiness piece. Yeah. Add the aesthetics piece. I love that. Add the did you see happy people piece. Add add some things that might really lead to a happy student. So Absolutely. that's a really great practical uh, piece of advice. Um, and, uh, don't, I mean, try not to make it about one school. That's a easy correction to make. Absolutely. Even if it's your 
family, legacy, rah, rah. You know, what if that's great and everything, but if that doesn't work out, then, then they have to regroup and feel like they're doing something that's less than right um so as it's different as parents as families as their support expand the options the options and and realize that you have a lot of good choices you will go to college next year (laughs) yeah you know and 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 i think there's something else like once you've been admitted to a school go look at it as an admitted student and walk through the buildings and try to get that vibe and see if you can feel yourself being there as a student. That's a great... Um, it sounds kind of hokey. No, 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 no. That, no, no, no. We, we actually did that. No, I have kind you? of a funny story. So George, we, we went back, we were going back to the schools that George got into and he got into uh, Indiana Business School mm-hmm. and he didn't even apply to the business school at Illinois. I don't know why. But so we were kind of comparing apples and oranges, but we went back to Bloomington, mm-hmm. which we loved but we, when we toured the business school, it was kind of under construction, and we got uh, a counselor that was new. She was uh, from some other state. Um, it just this, I'm just kind of painting the picture. So she didn't, selling. she wasn't <laughs> selling kind of the dynamics of the business school. So all we were looking at was the curriculum sheet. Okay. Now, John, John went to college and majored in accounting, and it was absolutely the wrong absolutely. choice. I'm and sure he, he was a fine accountant. Yeah. But no, I don't, I don't no. think he was. Anyway. No, but he got offered, he got offers from all, at the time, it was the big eight accounting firms. He went to Notre Dame, got offers from all the accounting firms, got a job, and literally was almost right away, like, you know, holding onto the walls because he was having panic attacks. It was so bad. So now that feeds, that fed my anxiety too. So now we're looking, you know, I know business school is a different animal now and business, businesses, business opportunities, the workplace is totally different, but I'm just looking at this curriculum sheet and thinking of my beautiful, multifaceted, (laughs) multi-talented child. Yes. And I'm like, all I see are, you know, accounting one, accounting two, you know, econ. And I'm like, where's the room for, you know, the joy, the creativity? So we go. So I'm asking these questions and having these thoughts. And John and George, I don't know what their experience is. (laughs) But we go across to the union and sit down and... um. We're like, so, you know, you're just trying to be let neutral. them process. <laughs> and I'm like, so what do you think? <laughs> and then I said this. I said, you know what my gut's telling me? And they're like, what? I said, run. <laughs> <laughs> and the beauty of that was I said it, but George, he knew like the spirit of it. Yes. And he was able to still pick that. You know, yes. like I, we laughed about it. Actually, we almost left and didn't tour a couple other pieces of the puzzle, which right. we, we ended and we ended up staying. And actually, I think we ran into the water polo coach after that. But, you know, it just kind of speaks to the the anxieties and the stories that we parents bring into the process. But he did pick it, even after I said that. And that right. almost made it, like, even better. Like, listen, I think this makes a lot of sense for me. Right. Um, so... That all worked out, and I don't know what that was about. But would you, but just yeah, yes, going back to the schools if you can after you get in mm-hmm. and trying them on, and really, you know, I do recommend 
take the actual tour. Yes. Don't just pop on and walk around. It can right. be a gray day. You can see no one around. Right. Take the tours, hear from the students, do as much trying on as, as you, you can. can. Yeah, I would agree. I do love that. I actually like that part better after you've been accepted or not. Because I think the choices, there are so many. Like, you can apply and say, okay, I'm going to go back. And although time doesn't always allow for it, you know, that's yeah. the other part. But um, but I do think it's really good to go get back on that campus and see how it feels. And, Absolutely. And really think about all of, the, all of the pieces of it. Is this a place I would be, you know, glad to go to? And, you know, and I hate to say even looking forward, but think, look at their alumni. Look at what their alumni group looks like and how far it reaches and how big it is. Yeah. You know, I think that is really important. And, you know, I know going to IU, my dad got his MBA from there. And that was that was always just thought of as a really great school. You know, it, it, it still is, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. So it's something that stands the test of time. And it's a it's a good it's a good place to go. And, it, and more than that, it's good for you. And I think that's hard to know. Do you know what I Wait, mean? Wait, say that again? What do you mean? I, well, it's hard to know if it's good for you, meaning as a person. Like when you go back and you look at it, like I think with Sydney when she was trying to decide between the schools that she had gotten into, and I think part of her did not want to go to Illinois because of, and forgive me, Sydney, if I'm saying this out of line, <laughs> but part of it was, you know, Jillian went there, yeah. and I want to do something different. Which totally makes sense. Yeah, and I get that. And she ended up choosing the school and the same major. and But they both had different experiences at LT, so you're not going to have the same college experience. It's going to be different. Yeah, And, and they're know, different people, totally yeah. different. Yeah, so... I think that, like, you know, could, could you see yourself anywhere else now? Probably not, because that's not where you are. It's kind of like saying to somebody, like, oh, you look like a Julie. Well, yeah, that's your name. You know, yeah. like, that's what we've called you, you know, <laughs> well, all these years. Um, but I think, I, I think knowing that it's the right place for you, it is a place for you, and you're there. And what are you going to do with it? Are you going to get involved? Are you going to get a job on campus? You know, those are things that you can think about on trying to – see if you fit. And and I think it is hard when kids, you know, during this fall semester are like, I don't know if this is the right school for me, you know, wherever they are. I've yeah. had a couple that have, have been like that. I've got one that's transferring home. And, um, and for her, I think it probably is the right decision to be closer to home. Um, but again, I didn't, I don't recommend, I don't recommend anything per se, but, you know, that was her choice. And, you know, we talked about all the pluses and minuses of it. And, you know, coming home and how, you know, and I think she's happy with the school that she's chosen for January. She's starting right away. But for some people, it may be better just to take no classes and really figure it out. And, you know, I I always think that when you, the process of really finding, I mean, it's a, it's a never ending process, but the, the process of really finding your way there's always going to be some kind of a course correction. It's going to happen at some point. Absolutely. Um, so, and for a lot of kids, it's happening with the college process and the college choices or, you know, choosing college and it not even being right at all. And right. um, so, you know, I think we need to be open to those, to those options and mm-hmm. they can be just as dynamic. The gap year mm-hmm. is um, underrated, is really underrated. I think, more and more people are embracing it. It didn't mm-hmm. hurt that was it Malia? Yes. That Obama yes. did it. I kind of gave it that. Yes. Um, 
Ivies are doing it or like yes. really um, promoting it. So if you're, you know, if you're getting your mojo from from that arena, it's it's um, it's being supported there. But yeah, there our kids are so stressed out in high school. Why not do something different? Take yourself out of context. Mm-hmm. You know, go do something cool. And 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 again, I'm going to say the take yourself out of context part because these kids, even though they they have a I think more of a worldview just because of their because of social media, they're Correct. they're they're. Um, they're just aware of more things that are going on. They're still they still kind of live in a bubble, right? So they can go get out mm-hmm. of context, go do something cool, and learn about themselves and really find their footing, right? And figure it out, like gonna, that, or figure a piece of it out. Like yeah. again, you don't have to go on those experiences and come out of it going, "I know exactly what I want to do." But it it kind of again it shakes up the snow globe. A little bit. Nobody it, knows. There's no I, way anybody knows exactly what they want exactly. to do. Like I have, I mean, I think of my, like, and I'm sure you feel the same way. And it sounds like John did too, with being an accountant. And then this, I often felt like a pinball. Like I was like, oh, I'll go over, I'll do, you know, this, I'll try this. And until you get where you're going, you know, and even still then there's still more to learn and to change and adapt. You never really arrive but it's quite the journey, and it's yeah. really fun. And every job, every college I went to, had I learned something. I learned something, whether it was that this isn't for me, or this isn't the time of my life where I need to be here. Right. You know, at that particular spot. So I think, and when I, when I hear kids say, you know, like even wanting to take a gap year, sometimes it can be going and living with a relative. It doesn't have to be like, you know kayaking the Nile or right, right, right. You can go live with like a grandparent or an uncle in a different city and maybe get a job and just think about it. And just see yourself, feel see yourself. yourself. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and be okay with that and come back with a, just a different, slightly different perspective. Like I know I don't want to have that kind of job forever because that was a lot of work and I didn't make a lot of money, but I learned that. And now I know how important paying attention to my academics or, you know, whatever it's, I just think there's a lot of different ways you can, you know, again, shake up the snow globe and, and it, the snow all settles down eventually. Yeah. And so, so that it comes from, you know, an internal and not external place and the pressure. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, so we've talked about everybody kind of being more open to different paths and talking about those different paths. Um, being more open, if you know, more specifically, if you want to get more specific to college choices, exactly. not just having it being super focused on one or s- super focused on reach. Right. Um, and I may have already said this too, but John said this morning, reach, reach schools are never a good idea. I agree. That's from, you know. I agree. The, two, the, the professionals yes. agree. <laughs> and I would say that, you know, you can have, you can have a, a, if you've always wanted to apply to a school just to say that you have, if that's what you want, that's fine. And who knows? Maybe. Maybe. But it needs to be kind of a smart reach, you know, if you're going to. And, and you should have a, a variety of different sizes unless you know that you want, like I know Sydney knew she wanted a big school. Yeah. And so every school that she had was was big. And 
you know, that's, that's, that was her, but you know, you may, you may have a school that is a little more competitive to get into and you may be on the cusp of that, but have an awareness and a conversation about the fact that it might not happen. Well, right. The conversation oops, is and the communication is key about, um, about options. And, you know, we talked about, about the fact that you are going to feel crappy some days mm-hmm. when you're there, and, wherever it is. And you can, you can call me, you can talk to me about it because again, the energy and all people, but we're talking about kids, the energy that people put into thinking they're the only ones, even though, gosh, we all know better is, is, is heartbreaking. And I think it's, again, it's magnified by what they see on social media. Definitely. You know, there's always a better, there's, oh, everyone always is having fun and there's always a better version and a happier version and, um, um, you know, a more, a a more playing the game, the best way version. Absolutely. Um, And, and then, you know, they talked about this too. So, so, you know, we parents need to make sure our kids know that they can reach out when they're if they're struggling Absolutely. and don't, don't burden them with not disappointing us. us. Absolutely. Um, but then also the, um, administrative piece, they talked about this on this podcast too, you know, sign, there's a form, you probably know what it mm-hmm. is. The FERPA. Yeah. Yes. The FERPA. That's mm-hmm. it. Remind me of Furbies. The FERPA, <laughs> sign the FERPA so that you can talk. Can have access to the counselors, right? Who yes. might know that your child is struggling. Yes. Now, does that mean they would have to get still permission from the student to call you? Well, I, I think there's two pieces of that. There's HIPAA and then there's FERPA. And FERPA's <laughs> the, I know, right? It's the FERPA is the one that allows us to have access to their records at school. Right. Okay. And that oh, if your child records. is 18 or over, they have to sign that. Right. And so that you can. And I think that is a good thing in terms of like, especially if your kid's far away, even if they're not, I think it's just important as long as it's not going to be something that becomes an issue where you, you know, it becomes an issue of an argument. Right. Between you and your kid, you know what I mean. Well, it's never good to like micro manage, m- micro monitor those right. those portals. But of course, you'll know your to the degree that you'll know whether your child is thriving or not. Mm-hmm. And so the HIPAA is the one where the 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 um, counselors can reach out to you. Yes, it does seem it is so crazy to me, and I I. They'll take sort of get it. No, I sort of. I mean, I don't really get it, but I kind of get it in that they're adults and they're trying to, you know, form the adult piece of your of your kid. But it's so bizarre when you are, you know, not just I'm paying for it, but they're your kid. You know, you you know, you need to know what's going on, and your kid could maybe be suffering, and you not know is super. That is super scary. scary. So, so I liked, you know, being reminded of those permission forms. Like, yes. have your kid sign them when you when they start, so that you have access. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's usually done during the orientation time. If you take your kid to orientation and you sign them up for their classes, right? That's when you can get that documentation. And and I would have a conversation with your child before you get down there. So you, I've seen people having arguments. I've I've I, I've it's I've heard of people having arguments. Um, I think it's a good thing just to 
you know, this is meant to protect you. I'm not going to micromanage you. It's kind of like find my iPhone <laughs> if I need it. It's there, but yeah. I'm not going to yeah whatever. And so I think that's important to have for 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 kids. And then, um, and then the other thing is regular conversations with your child at school. You can't. I mean, like there are times where you can think like no news is good news, but like some people, you know, by the time they go off to college, they're like, oh. Um, but you really have to maintain that communication with your kid because they're going to be, or even in texting. Yes. I love texting for I do that too. Yeah, I do too. We text all the time, send pictures of your face, like whatever your shoe, whatever FaceTime. And we would, yes. oh, we would FaceTime, you know, again, speaking of pictures of your face, FaceTime is so great too. Cause you can actually see their mug. Yes. And I will say one thing, like as a mom, um, don't have your conversations on Sundays because they're super tired. Right. And then you're going to, you, you're going to think that they're down. Yes. You know, which... well, and Sundays are notorious, unfortunately for that is that, you know, the week starting, we're all a little sad. Well, and the they're tired from over. the weekend, yeah, from exactly. the fun weekend. So if you would have talked to them, you know, during, the, during their darty on Saturday, yes. you would have been like, Oh my God, they're so much fun. But <laughs> Sunday, they sometimes, I don't know. I've just, I've, I've talked to friends about that. Like, Oh, I wish I wouldn't, you know, talked to her right. Sunday night at nine because she was so tired and she sounded down. Right. But she probably wasn't. But, um, it, but it is such a hard thing because, you know, you want to launch them and let them go. But, like, it's really weird. Like, all of a sudden, you know, within a period of, like, three months, they have rules and and things of your house to nothing. And they're on their own. And a lot of kids quickly learn and some kids don't. I know I didn't learn. That was my thing. I was like, there was always somebody who wanted to go out and party. Oh, I didn't learn. No, I didn't either. And I didn't have any. I mean, internal... I finally did, but yes. <laughs> I mean, I, literally, I mean, and it was so funny too. Like, you know, again, we, we up, up until senior year, like mm-hmm. when we moved George in, we, you know, put the furniture together and move, you know, everything moved in and carpeting and buying things and, you know, but I mean, that's just, anyway, my mom dropped me off. Oh yeah. And again, I was 17. slowed down to get me out of the car. (laughs) I don't, I don't, it wasn't like that, but it was just the way you did it. She didn't help me put my room together. It's just like, it was on the curb. Bye. You know, and gosh, I look back and you know, pictures of me and like, wow, how did I even, I don't know. And we didn't How do we figure phones. it out at all? You know. And we and it cost a call. You could only talk once a week. Yeah. You know. We had, the, it, we had phones on the wall. Wall. At our dorms. Same. With the <laughs> dialed. Remember? Yes. yes. And it was very expensive to have those. Oh my god. Oh my gosh! It's such a different time. Um, yeah. So so, um, and I we've touched on this, but talk to your kids about if they're feeling down, getting help on campus. Absolutely. Um. There are services. Yes. Um, I did hear again in this podcast that a lot of those services are understaffed, which kind of bums me out on some campuses. They're very limited. I had a client who was at a Big Ten school and in a different state, and they um, could only do five sessions in a semester. Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay, so all right, that's not a good thing. But, you know, if there is somebody from home that they are connected to before they go to school, have that be a part. I FaceTime yeah. and talk, have I have a conversation with one of my girls 
every single week. Yeah, absolutely. Phone calls. Yeah. Even if it's 45 minutes. And if you need to have a private room for that, you can talk to somebody in your dorm or you can talk to one of the offices in, in, on campus, like with the special or student services. They will afford that. I've got one client doesn't have an IEP, doesn't have a 504, and that's what we do. Awesome. So there's a lot of different ways to get that help and to make sure that that you're you are supported. But I think the first part of it, like you said, is is parents having the conversations with their kids. You know, some days, you know, I know you have this I and I and again it makes me feel like a Debbie Downer, but it's like you've got this great room and you've got this great thing ahead of you and it could be really great, but on the days when it's not, that is okay. Yeah, you know, and that exactly. it's, it's just like life here. You have good days and you have bad days. And if you're having a bad day that lasts for more than you think is okay, yeah. let us know. Let us talk about that. Yeah. And even if, you know, a lot of kids will have that moment too where they, you know, will say like, oh my gosh, I don't want to major in this. And every, you know, they've told everybody they're majoring in this. And, you know, maybe it's not your thing. Right. I mean, I don't know how many times you changed yours, but I changed mine as often as I changed schools. And then came back to what I originally did, which is kind of what I'm in now. So um, it's it's interesting how, you know, you can you can find many things interesting. And I think that's the idea that is really hard for a lot of kids. Not only do you have to know where you want to go, but you have to know what you want to be. And you have to start it not seen, not freshman year of college, but senior year when you're applying to schools. Well, and you have I, to pick I, I major. Think, right. And I think kids are you know, kind of fall in line with that too. I think they're not that attached to these majors that they get, that get whatever assigned to them. And I've heard so many kids for some reason when, when George and Jillian Uh and maybe still Sydney were in, you know, in the college process, it's like, oh, you're strong math and science, engineering. So many kids majored in engineering and they had no idea absolutely what it even was right we had a funny moment with a dear friend um uh, i won't say her name but uh george's age uh-huh on the beach yeah you know uh outer banks and it was before um right it was the summer after the kids graduated from high school the summer before college <laughs> and um she was considering engineering and john said do you know what that is and she goes <laughs> Woo woo! <laughs> Did the train whistle? I mean, she was joking, but it's like seriously, that particular um, major was very popular. Again, math and science, math mm-hmm. and science, engineering, engineering, Girls. and I right, and they're trying yes. to get. And Women. not that there's anything wrong with that, but nope. I don't think that they, you know, they. I feel like they could have had people come to the school and 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 talk about careers in engineering and what right. that actually looks like, what you're actually doing. Exactly. I mean. Nobody knew knew what, knew what it was. Um, so and in business too, I think a lot of kids major in business, and they're, you know, it's a good way to get a job, but they don't know what their their work life is going to look like. Exactly, and I think the other part, and this is something that I've, I've been really trying to hone in with my kids that are applying to school right now because I, I mean, I've had, a, I think I have, ten or eleven seniors right now that I'm working with. And the thing is, is that college is not a vocational school. Right. You know, unless you're going into nursing and you know that's what you want to do or health sciences or certain other things, it is not. I, I know people that are 
incredibly successful in fields that they're made, they majored in poli sci and they're right. in banking, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And so the thing is, and, it, and that goes in line too with what you said about the NPR podcast about how you don't, it doesn't matter where you go to school. It doesn't matter what you that major everybody? in. It doesn't matter where you go to school or matters, what you major in. It matters what you do with it and what you look for and your opportunities that you create with who you are, you know? And there's so many different ways, like when you look at the paths of different people, and again, it's very easy to look at people who have these great career paths or what we perceive to be great career paths. And they think they've got it all together, and really they don't. And I think, and I'm going to forgive me, Jillian, but, you know, Jillian has had, like, some really cool internships. And it's been, you know, it's been in the beginning because of, like, kind of who she knew. Like, I knew somebody who knew somebody, and she got this really great job. But she got it back the second year. You know what I mean? So it was because of her. It was because of this circle around her that got her the job, and then the next year she got it back. And then the next year she got another cool internship. And then the next year it didn't happen and she babysat all summer. And the other thing is is she graduated in May and she hasn't started her job yet. Yeah. So she's waiting. And we're hoping it's still going through. It looks like it is, but we don't we can't see what's going on wherever this job is. Well, I want to do another podcast about um what happens after graduation yes. and uh, really and and we'll have Jillian come on um because that looks a lot of different ways. It looks um, a lot of different and, ways. And, you know, that's a whole nother, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother how do you do. And that's another place where you can have a gap time. Like, I think there were, there's a lot of pressure. You know, she knew her job wasn't going to start. And there was a lot of pressure about why don't you get an internship? And she applied for one and she was offered it. It was great, but it was, it was way downtown. It was $10 an hour, something <laughs> crazy. It would have blown her salary just to get there every day. And we were like, you know what? Why don't you'll never have this chance again to just, you know, we got a puppy. So she's watching the puppy and not watching it, but, you know, just to take time for yourself. And this has been wonderful for her. Yeah. I know it's been frustrating because people are always like, when are you, you know, where are you going? Right. Where are you going? So let's all stop asking. Where are you going? When does your job start? At least to start. Yes. How are you? Right. Right. No, I literally stopped myself yesterday from um, asking, you know, my really good friend, I mean, her daughter, but she's my good friend too. Um, she and her friend came in after school and I just, you know, consciously didn't say, mm-hmm. so. Have you heard anything? Yeah. That's just, you know, it just, that stuff just falls out of our mouths. It does because we've been conditioned to like, it's the ritual. It's kind of like, if you want to extend it a little further, when are you getting married? When are you having kids? When are you going to have, like, I remember after I had two kids, two girls, Somebody goes, when are you going to have the boy? And I turned around and I looked at this guy and I said, well, when are you going to get a dog? <laughs> you know, like, where, why are these questions like up for grabs right. all the time? Well, and I will tell you <laughs> that for the most part, from my experience, these kids want to be in the moment they're in. Yes. They do, they, even if, even though they they might be, be happy yes. in the college search process, they don't want to go to college until the day they go to college. Exactly. So remember that. I mean, I know that for a fact. I do too. You know, they're not excited. I mean, maybe they are, but they're in their moment now. They're right. in their senior year of high school. Exactly. They are not in their freshman year of college. No. And so they need to let them be, be where they are. Right. And I think that's another part. 
And it's hard to balance that out. We're talking about having good conversations with our kids about next year. True. And we're here. But I think it starts now. You know, even when you have those moments, when you've got a, the, I always call it the lecture mobile, but when you've got a kid in the car, you, those are the little moments. It's not, it's like the facts of life talk. It's never going to be one. Let's sit down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it evolves like naturally, organically, it kind of pops up when you have it. And so I think you have to look at those moments when you have a chance to talk to your kid, or if you're going on one of those college visits to see what the campus looks like as an admitted student, you have the conversation about FERPA or you, you know, you, you, you have that. You talk about what do you, how do you see next year for yourself? Well, yeah, I mean, I think as parents, it's, it, it's a little bit different. We can have those conversations. Um, uh, I'm kind of more talking about not doing that to every kid you exactly. see. Exactly. You know? Yes, like, I was, I, right? I agree 100%. I that's, mean, I was as there parents, too. like we're, we're, that's part of the process and, and we can have those conversations. Um, right. And um, our kids are looking for us to have those conversations. conversations, but not, but not don't your make, best friend's fourth kid or whatever, right. all those other Don't kids. make every kid you see dread, like dread seeing people, dread the Christmas party because right. they're going to, you know, or dread, you know, when they come home, because mm-hmm. they're going to get all those questions. vapid mm-hmm. questions, like that take no thought, you know, don't. Right. Ask them something different. <laughs> like even for a kid that's a senior, hey, how's your senior year going? Yeah. Are you having fun? What is the best thing that's happened so far this year? Yeah. Right. And even for the kids that are coming home from college, how is it coming home after college? Like how has that been? Yeah. You know, that could even be a better conversation starter or a, a landmine. <laughs> but Oh, right. <laughs> but I think that, you know, there's so many things to ask. And I think, again, we get locked into these areas where – we're just used to asking those questions. And like you said, kids do want to be in the moment. They, they get tired of that question. Where are you going? What are you studying? You know, it's like, yeah. And it just piles on it does. to More their, um, like that, um, it's almost like just that robotic, you know, they're, they're just falling into this, this lane that, you know, everything, including questions like that are pushing them towards yes. thinking I'm supposed to do this. I think I'm supposed to be happy. Trail. Yeah. You know, like ants just marching <laughs> along, you know, carrying things. Yeah. <laughs> That's... At, at some point they're there, they will connect with it or they won't, or, and they'll find what they connect with. They'll find the other um, path. We all have to just breathe. And, um, open be open to and, wherever our kids are yeah and and you know kind of pay attention to what they're saying mm-hmm. and um we and 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 I say this not I say this cuz I know all the times I've done it wrong yeah, you know same, 100% um, and I know I I I don't care how much you know or what your degrees are in you're still human. Yeah. And, you know, I know I've made a ton of mistakes. Oh, my gosh. So many things I wish I could pull back. And, you know, and, and again, if you feel like that, you, you know, even apologize to your kids at this point. Yeah. You know, like, I am so sorry for that time that I did this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or, yeah, or, yeah, or now, you know, even, like, what can parents do now? I don't know. Uh, just um, um, if you've driven down, you know, driven home that the, the, oh, there's only one good choice of right. school for them. You know, you can say, 
I am so sorry. That is not the truth. That no. is not a true story. And um, you could be happy. There's a million good choices. Absolutely. And you could be happy in a different way at every single one of those. And if you which want, is a fact, it like is. I actually I, that that's happy in a different way. That's so true. It is. And I think the other part of it is, is that, you know, ask your kid, like, well, what school do you see yourself at and why? You yeah. know, when they're they're having those thoughts and they've got they've got I, I was talking to a, a girl the other day who wanted to go to a certain school, but also another school that doesn't let you know until like March. And we were talking and she goes, well, what if I miss out? What if I don't get into that school in March? And I, I missed out on getting a roommate from the oh, one, right. you know, because people put their deposits There's down that. like this. And I said, why can't you, why, you know, some things, things aren't, sometimes things aren't linear, you know, and some people will put deposits down. And again, it's back to the, the kind of the money thing, but, you know, go ahead. If that is your second choice school compared to the one for March, go ahead and put your deposit down. Oh yeah, we did that. Indiana, yeah. you had to put, you had to put your rooming money down before you decided. Yes. I think. Yeah. I think U of I was the same way you had to. Yeah, you did. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's not that it's not. And if money isn't in, you know, it's, if that would be something that would cause you less stress, we can figure out a way to do yeah. it. You know, it's yeah. not that much. So, but I think that that's the thing. Sometimes things aren't linear, like I'll do this, then this, then this, then this, and everything will be okay. Things will generally be okay, but it may be <laughs> circuitous how yeah. you get there. So, um, but I think these are things kids think about that, you know, that, you know, as long as they're talking to somebody, whether it's a friend, whether it's a therapist, whether it's a trusted teacher at school or a coach, it's always good to, to make sure that your kids are being heard. Yeah. And I would rather, um, have my kid talk to some, anybody, then keep it in and hold it. Right. You know, even if it's not me, even if it's somebody else, I, it's, it's, if it makes them feel better and helps them make a better decision about what they want to do or who they want to be, it's a way to do it. Yeah. You know, I like that. I do too. So anything else? I'm we, trying to think. We, um, we were all over the we, place. We were, we were, oh yeah. No matter what the experience looks like that your kid is having with this process, mm -hmm. um, you know, just really do check in and don't, a lot of times we think, it's not our, oh, not our kid. Like right. every, it's every other kid or these other, other yes. kids struggle with this or other kids are going to make the wrong choice. But, you know, just, and I think we've said this, but just check in. Check in. Even if it looks smooth. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, again, that internal journey, a lot of time kids don't want to let us down if they're not having that For stellar sure. college experience because they've been told these are the best four years of your life. And I always say, and again, I may come across as a Debbie Downer and I'm like, <laughs> but if those are the best four years of your life, you've got a lot of years yeah. like on either side. They're great. They can be great years, but nothing's perfect. You know, right. you're going to have, it. they are a lot of fun and, and they'll say, Oh, well, you tell the best stories about yours. And I'm like, yeah, you don't hear about like all those. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that because luckily our memories are selective. But the <laughs> thing is, is that, you know, they're, it's okay to not have the perfect Instagram or the pictures to post that, but it's, it's okay to have that if that's your experience. Yeah. But that is not the norm. And that is a very sanitized version of people's lives that we see. Well, and we know, and, and even, yeah, kids know that every, that's everybody's, but they still, they still Chinese. look at it yeah. and they still take it in. I do. I do. 
I do. I look at it and I'm like, why wouldn't I invite it? You know? And then it's like, I'm not really friends with them. So, but, um, but I think that, I think it's very important to, to have, to keep the lines open as your kid is even going through the application process, like right now, Yes. you know, and you know, I've had kids text me and say, oh, I got into so-and-so and they're, they're giving me this much money. And it's so exciting to hear that, but that can also be like, how do I choose then? You know, yeah. I don't want to put my parents into debt. You know, like there's so many things to discuss about this. You could go on forever. You really yeah. could. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing is just letting your kid know they can come to you. And if they are struggling with something and it seems a little more than just regular day-to-day kind of stuff, then there are people out in the community that can, you know, can help. Yes. So, and it's, and the schools are pretty well staffed with good guidance counselors around here. You know, if you need to go talk to somebody about the whole college process, they can, that's their job too. Yeah. They can help. Yeah. And if, you know, and if your kid needs to make a change, Mm -hmm. needs to come home, needs to take a break, um, just know it's, it's, that's okay. It is. And a lot of kids are doing it and, and I've, a lot of kids are succeeding at it. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a failure. No, it's a, it's just a, it's just a a reset. Yeah. It's a shift for sure. And I think, I think there are a lot of ways it can look when they come home and it may, you know, it, it may just look different from other people, but it doesn't mean it's any, it's where your kid is at. And I think it would be so much easier to stay than to come home. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's, it, it takes, it takes guts. And so let's all not, uh, let's, let's not make it so that parents have to lie right. <laughs> about what's going on or that kids have to hide in their parents' basement. Like yes. it's, we all know, we all know that this could happen to anybody, anybody. We're all, and it's ex- normal exempt. and it's not, it's just a, um, it's just a different path. Mm-hmm. And I just think the more w- that we normalize that, mm-hmm. that lessens the pressure on all of us. Absolutely. And then ultimately the pressure on our kids. Yes. And they can be, they breathe a little easier, be a little happier, and laugh a little more. Laugh a little more. And that's and, what we want. And they'll, they'll all, everybody ends up in, a, in their space. Yeah. You know, and it's all, it's all good. Amen, amen. Well, thank amen. you, Laura. Well, thank you. Amen. We've been, amen. We have been all over thank the map Thank you, Ms. Laura. Um, that is, those are our thoughts. Yes. Um, and we'll have to do this again, from too. All, from all that we are. Yes. <laughs> and all that To we, all that you are. All that you are. Um, we love you and have a great week, and I hope that helps and makes life better. Absolutely. Um, thanks, Laura.